0: We'll see Penn State on Saturday. But for Minnesota, will lose the game, but a great effort at home. 45 to 31, the final. Virginia Tech has a major upset in Orange at Lane Stadium tonight. The Hokies take down number 10, North Carolina. That'll do it. It was billed as a big game. It was a big game. Top 20 showdown, but it was all Hawkeyes. 34 to 6. But the moment belongs to Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. And as he said, I've got a lot to prove. The biggest win under Chip Kelly. UCLA takes down number 16 LSU. And in relatively convincing fashion, does Dorr have the luck of the Irish? great way to start the season and isn't this game oh so good the irish win it in a thriller in tallahassee
1: release date september 10th ladies and gentlemen this is tbd sportscast with yours truly i'm joey and i'm mason
0: welcome to this episode of tbd sportscast college football this episode is entitled shocker because, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend we did have some shockers in the college football world. We'll be getting into a lot of that today. Of course, you know, we have to touch on the Georgia-Clemson game. But we're really going to be looking at a lot of different things this week. But I, So I hope you're ready for the ride. Let's jump in with a week one recap, starting with the University of North Carolina versus Virginia Tech.
1: I mean, did I not say, like, if, if the vibes were right, like, Virginia Tech could win this game? No, you absolutely did, and i I wasn't saying that it couldn't
0: happen. I just definitely picked UNC to be safe.
1: Yeah, and i did. I ended up doing the same thing. But I mean, was it a shock? Yeah, the performance of UNC was an absolute shock. The offense was going nowhere almost. Uh, they have one wide receiver who was doing good, but even in the fourth quarter, they were like, "You got to throw to somebody else. They'll they're gonna pick it up." And, you know, Virginia Tech just played a really good, well-fought game. The crowd was in it. UNC wasn't. So,
0: yeah, you're definitely right. And, dude, I saw videos of Inner Sandman, bro. Insane. That stadium was going crazy. It was definitely a hostile environment for UNC to be playing in. But when we get down to it, taking out the exterior things from the game, Sam Howell just didn't have anybody to throw to. It was almost like, I mean, like we talked about that we thought that they had a pretty good offense and he had some weapons to throw to, but when it came down to it, it just looked like he didn't really have anything. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, and and like I said, he had one guy who was really uh, putting in all the work, and that was, uh, I think it was Josh Downs. Uh, I mean, he had, what, 123 yards. He had a, a touchdown reception. I mean, what is that, eight, eight receptions? With that many yards is pretty impressive. I mean, he was a go-to target for Sam Howell, but you're not going to win games when you're throwing three interceptions and your team just can't push the ball forward. I wouldn't say this is the most
0: shocker game of the week. I mean, I was definitely a little bit like, "Oh man, I can't believe you know you and or I can't believe that VT is going to win this." And they came out and they won. Um, another one that's coming after this one: Alabama versus Miami. No shocker there except for the fact that everybody was saying that Miami had a chance. And after that
1: game showed they really did not. I mean, we both said it was going to be closer than what everybody expected. But I mean, I mean, last week I just wanted to pick Miami just because it's Miami. But I mean, yeah, it it was definitely an expected outcome for the game. Um, I mean, the score i figured might have actually ended up becoming a little more. But Alabama gave up some points, which doesn't really matter in the end. But, yeah, I mean, performance by Miami or Miami was very poor. Performance by Alabama was really, really impressive.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, John Mechie made a huge impact in that game. And I got to take back what I said about Bryce Young. Very, 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 very impressed with that dude. Made a lot of big plays and just really kind of – Surprised me. That that shocked me because he did not look like he was going to do anything special in 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 the spring games. And I know a lot of people say, well, you can't base it on spring games. And I mean, that's kind of true. You're correct, but you know, and that's what I based it on. But he definitely impressed me, and he had a lot of yardage, and I was very, 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 very surprised at what he did.
1: I mean, my thing is, I I'm just not too sure if Bryce Young's performance was the way it was because of how Miami's defense was playing or if it was based off of actually how he was playing, you know, the pure talent and stuff like that. I'm, don't get me wrong. I know he's a good player and stuff like that. But that game, uh, like I told you earlier, we this week one has really not told us anything like we expected it to because there's a lot of questions still and they probably won't be answered till week two. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. And moving on to the next one. (sighs) Look, I was wrong. I was dead wrong. I I, I always got to give Joey credit when this happens. You know, like last season, he picked USC to win every week, and it it is never true, and he gave me credit for saying that they were going to win. But I got to give him credit. UCLA beat up on LSU.
1: Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is the quarterback battle. Uh, there wasn't much of a difference. They both played really well. It was just the run game that was the big difference there. And, I mean, UCLA just had a really impressive offense, and their defense held up LSU's offense in the second half. So
0: Absolutely. And I think the most shocked game, though, that we saw this weekend, Notre Dame versus Florida State University. I was very surprised. And, now, I mean, we both picked Florida State to, to win that game. But it was a lot closer than we thought it was
1: going to be. And honestly, Florida State should have won that game, in my complete and honest opinion. But, I mean, when it came down to it, he hit the field goal originally, but they felt like they wanted to be closer, so they challenged it, got closer, missed it, and overtime. So,
0: Literally guarantee it. Guarantee it. FSU doesn't call that field goal, they win the game. They, call timeout. If they don't
1: call a timeout on that field goal,
0: they win that game.
1: I mean, for real, it, it it is the truth. I mean, Jordan Travis didn't have the best game. He still had three interceptions, but their defense was outstanding. Their running back, Corbin, 144 yards and 15 carries with a touchdown. I mean, their offense was kind of lackluster until a little towards the end. I mean, they came back a lot, but I can't say Notre Dame earned this win, but They got the win, you know, on to the next.
0: Yeah, and you're right. Absolutely, 100%. Now on to Georgia versus Clemson. Mm -hmm. All right, no, but in all seriousness, this game was definitely the one that shocked us the most this week. Not because of how close the game was, but because of how little the offenses did in this game the Georgia offense did not stand up and play and neither did the Clemson offense, but that Georgia defense and that Clemson defense made an impact. And I will be the first to say one of the only reasons Georgia won that game is because of that pick six. Mm -hmm. Joey's still reeling, but it's okay. But, (laughs) but when we look at this, I mean, this was, this was a, not a home field advantage really for either team. And I mean, Charlotte's, about the same distance for both teams. And when we come down to it, I mean, Georgia took this interception and used it to their advantage. And the the Georgia defense was just able to stand up more than the Clemson defense was. And that's what it came down to. I mean, we only allowed about 180 yards total, and we had seven sacks, five of those in the second half alone. So the defense was rolling. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Adam Anderson, all those guys, like I said, were going to make a huge impact in this game, and they did. They came in and they showed up and they showed out. Not to say anything bad about Clemson's defense because they also did the same thing. They had an interception off JT and they played really, really, really good ball. But when it came down to it, Georgia's defense came out on top. The only reason Georgia won this game is because of our defense.
1: Yeah, and the complete lack of running yards or running period from the Clemson office, offense. I mean... Two rushing yards allowed. One carry by Lynn J. Dixon, four by Will Shipley, four by Kobe Pace, 14 by DJ, Two only two yards. Yeah, that was it. DJ lost 22 yards. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what happened with the offensive play calling, but... It just was not impressive. I mean, Joseph Ngata, thank you for showing up, but... Absolutely, made the biggest impact in that game. I mean, Justin Ross, I mean, Georgia's defense was kind of covering Justin Ross extra special, but it was just a... It was an impressive game, but also a disappointing game at the same time. Like you said, the defenses were really impressive. Uh, I mean, it was the only way, only reason Georgia won, um, but I mean... I think I think what we said was each offense was in the in the red zone once and neither offense ended up scoring while in the end zone or red zone. So I mean both offenses technically scored a field goal. I mean there was even a missed field goal from Georgia. Um I don't know. There's just there's so much question in it. So let's just take a second and let's look at these
0: two offenses, right? So when we look at the Clemson offense, they had weapons. They had Ngata. They had Ross. They had Shipley, right? A lot of good and guys. And Yeah, they had a lot of good guys on this offense. And Frank Ladson. But the reason that Uyagalale was not able to get it off was because, like, there was somebody on ESPN earlier in the week that said if Clemson's O-line can't stand up to the Georgia defense, there's no way they're going to win this game. And he was correct. They didn't. The reason that Clemson lost this game is because of their O-line. Their O-line couldn't stand up to the defense, which allowed for seven sacks and almost no receiving or rushing yards. When we really look at this, JT Daniels just didn't have anybody to throw to. That's what it comes down to. Yes, yeah, sure, he had Mocus Rosemary jack Saint, and he actually did make a pretty big impact until he got hurt and got taken out of the game. Jermaine Burton, yes, 11 yards and two receptions. He got taken out too. Wasn't hurt, just didn't have as much as he wanted to. James Cook, uh, Arian Smith, and Kendall Milton – they and Zamir White, they all made a big impact in this game, just not big enough to get us in the red zone. It was not a good performance from the Georgia offense, even though we were missing the starters as well, though. I will give you that. Mm-hmm. It could have been better, but it wasn't. So still, like I said, though, this game was very, very, very in a very even matchup. It was very evenly matched. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like we said, it was so evenly matched that both teams got in the red zone once and weren't able to score. (laughs) So, (laughs) that's just what it comes down to.
1: But Two teams who didn't have a problem with that last season ended up having a problem.
0: And two teams that, you know, came up with very good defenses. And, and I mean, when it came down to it, the better defense won. And that's what it is. Because you had two teams with no offense and two great defenses. And when it really came down to it, we have to say that the Georgia defense just outplayed. Mm -hmm. And that's what it came down to. So... But moving on from that, we move into our game of the
1: week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Iowa State versus Iowa, um, not necessarily a game you would think about and be like, hey, this is a top 10 matchup or a possible top 10 matchup. But, you know, here we are. I mean, Iowa State coming coming off of a kind of a sketchy win. And then Iowa coming off of a very big win against Indiana, uh, whether that was Indiana's fault or Iowa, who knows. But I don't know. This is kind of tough. I mean, if Iowa's defense is as good as they looked in Indiana, I'm I'm not too sure if Iowa State's offense, which is their best feature, can, can break through.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And like when it comes down to it, I mean, Iowa played a freaking great game on Saturday. I mean, they destroyed Indiana. That defense stood up. So now what we have this week is we have a really, really, really good defense in Iowa and a really, really good offense in Iowa State. Yep. And this game's important, too, because both these teams, especially for Iowa State, I mean, Iowa State is vying for that number four spot. And now was in the running it as well, and they want it too. And this is the number 9 and the number 10 team now coming out with the AP rankings on Wednesday or on Tuesday. So now this is going to be a huge game tomorrow. But ultimately there can only be one winner, right? So, Joey, ultimately, who is your pick?
1: Unfortunately, I got to go against my buddy Brees Hall, uh, and I got to choose Iowa only because that defense and their offense was still rolling. So, I got to pick Iowa. Man, this is definitely a tough
0: one. I, I just don't know. This is so hard. I mean, like I said, like last time I picked a game and I said the defense wins the game because defenses win championships, Georgia lost to Florida. I said that last week. Yeah. So I have no idea. But if I have to go with it on my gut, I'm going to have to go Iowa. Iowa destroyed Indiana with that defense, and they were able to make it work on offense. Iowa State played not that great of a team last week and only won by six points. Yeah. So the defense might not be standing up. We'll see, though. So, But ultimately, yeah, my pick is going to come down
1: to Iowa. That's who I'm going with. And I definitely think it's going to be a close game. I think that Iowa State needs to step up a lot uh, in comparison to the last game that they played uh but we got to see how both teams step up i mean this this is the first time in a long while that both teams are kind of facing off where they're both in technicality evenly matched opponents and i mean we'll see how it turns out can Iowa State's defense step up can their offense break through Iowa's defense we got we just got to see
0: yeah, and I completely agree, but I think both of us picking Iowa is is a very smart move and I think it's, it's probably what's going to happen when it comes down to it.
1: It's the safest bet though.
0: Yeah, I completely agree and you know, moving on now, speaking of the AP top 25, we move into some really kind of crazy move-ins and dropouts. What do you think? So, first, dropping out altogether, we have Indiana Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns, LSU, and Washington. They've all dropped from the
1: top 25. What do you think? Um, I expected three out of those four to drop out completely. Uh, I did not expect Indiana to drop out so quickly. Uh, if anything, I figured they would be closer to 25, if anything. But, you know, I mean... It's AP, I'm not gonna take it too seriously right now, but I, I I see the reason behind it. I mean, like we said, Iowa completely blew out Indiana. Indiana demons scored a touchdown, two field goals were all they could get. And this was a team who had has the same insane talent on offense that they did last season. So what is causing it not to work, you know, that when it worked last season? I guess we got to find out.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And, you know, with LSU and Louisiana being in the 20s and then losing to some teams that were pretty good, I, I kind of agree with them dropping out. Washington, too, I think they were around number 20. and They, they, they lost felt, to Montana. Yeah, I know, crazy <laughs> upset there. And Indiana, like you were saying, I don't know about them dropping all the way out. I mean, they definitely got blown out. But, I mean, we still have some hope in them, I think. I'm really excited about seeing Michael Penix Jr. make his comeback from his ACL tear. I mean, he looked good from what he could do on Saturday, but maybe he just doesn't have anybody to throw to. Maybe the offense has lost some people. I don't know. Maybe they got a lot of injuries. We're going to find out tomorrow. All right, next, we have coming in to the top 25, Virginia Tech after their upset against UNC and Auburn after their explosion against Akron and a special one that I know is dear to my heart. I don't know if it's dear to your heart, but somebody I'm really excited to see make their way into the top 25. Ole Mississippi, that's right. The Lane Kiffin and the Matt Corral offense. I'm really excited to see them make their way into the 25. We've been saying that they should be in the top 25. I think we've kind of been disagreeing about where they should be
1: in the 25, but they should definitely be in the 25. I mean, they definitely should be in the top 25. My biggest question is, what part of Auburn's win? puts them in the top 25. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I mean, they played a school that's like kind of garbage. No offense, but it was essentially a high school team. And then Virginia Tech, I mean, I'm kind of iffy on that, and they always do this. Virginia Tech has an impressive week one win, and all of a sudden they're in the top 25, and then they show to disappoint. Um, Yes, they had an impressive game against UNC, and that's all fine and good but was it, what made it so impressive that they deserve to be put into the top 25?
0: Yeah, and I completely agree with you there. I mean, I think Virginia Tech, and I think they're at number 25 in our poll, but Ole Miss definitely deserves to be there, and Auburn I do not think deserves to be there. If Auburn goes out and beats like at a least top 25, yet. yeah. I mean, I need to see them play somebody else first. They gotta play somebody else. I know one of my friends asked me like, well, why isn't Coastal Carolina, you know, higher in your top twenty five? And I was like, Well, because they played the Citadel, yeah. That's an FCS school. They suck kind of. They lost to Western Carolina last year.
1: I've been trying. They just won't budge.
0: I just gotta see him. I gotta see him take on another opponent. I will I will put them up though if they if I will vote to put them up if they beat Kansas by a pretty good number. So we'll see about that. But as promised, ladies and gentlemen, we have started our weekly top twenty five. Here, we're going to only go over the top 10. If you want to see our entire top 25, head over to our Facebook and our Instagram at TBD underscore sportscast to check that out. So starting out at number 10, we have Iowa.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, like we said earlier, Iowa had a really impressive win against Indiana. Their defense looks very solid. Uh, just the program itself has been progressing a lot within the past few seasons, and it just seems like the best spot for Iowa. Yeah, I completely agree. Especially with that blowout. I mean, yeah, this is this is. I think this is a good
0: spot for them. And coming in at number nine, Oregon. A lot of people were saying that. Well, they only lost, or they only won by a touchdown against Fresno State. Well, go back last weekend. Fresno State destroyed UConn. It was like fifty-two to
1: zero. I mean, this is not necessarily a bad team. It's not necessarily a bad team. Uh, there are worries about Oregon. And that's understandable, but we also got to remember it is week one. Uh, There are a lot of flaws that come out in week one, but there are also flaws that don't happen within the rest of the season. Uh, First game jitters and stuff like that. So I really feel comfortable with Oregon being at nine. Um, They still look like a solid team. I think their defense is a lot better than seasons past. Um, I just don't see them being better than some of the teams above them.
0: Yeah, I completely
1: agree and you know, moving on to number 8 Iowa State. Iowa State <laughs> we had them high and then we kind of had to take them down low. We're we're very insecure about it. We're not too certain about it. Uh not a big win just like Oregon, but you know, if they come out this week and they show us that they can beat Iowa, then you know, they are a top four contender. Um, but again, we have to see that. Yeah, you're
0: definitely right. And I can get behind that. And like we said, I mean, they had a 16 to 10 win over a not great team out of conference. So not really looking too great there, especially after Iowa coming off of a 36 to six win uh, so we're definitely gonna see that though, and coming in at right above them at number seven in a probably
1: temporary spot, I would say. Very temporary. Texas A and M. Yeah. Uh, no confidence in Texas A and M. Um, it's just where the cards were dealt. I mean, they won. Would they won their game? They won impressively, I guess. Forty-one to ten against Kent State. Yeah, but it was Kent State. Exactly. So. I mean, there's a lot of questions there still. Can they f- actually face a, a good opponent with the quarterbacks that they have right now or their quarterback that they have? I mean, I think their defense is really good, but I, I'm very questionable about their offense still. I need to see them against a good team.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And coming in at number six, we have Clemson. And originally we in our preseason we had Clemson at one and Georgia at two for the simple reason that we thought that whichever team lost, they should still be in the top four. Well, after this weekend when neither person when neither team scored a touchdown, it was kind of hard to keep Clemson in the top four when other teams had done pretty good. I mean So that's that's why they're at six.
1: I mean, look, we thought it was going to be a close game. We didn't think it was going to be a close game to the point where there was no offense whatsoever. So, I mean, like like Iowa State, there are some insecurities about the Clemson offense at this point. Uh, The defense definitely showed out and showed that they're a lot better than last season and one of the best in the league. Um, we just got to see that offensive improve. And we put them at six because we we have a very good feeling that that offense will improve. They'll get their feet back under them. It was just not a good week one to see.
0: Yeah, and I completely agree with that. I mean, I think Clemson is going to make a comeback. I think the biggest thing they really need to work on, though, is their offensive line. If they can get their offensive line set and protect the quarterback, then they should have no problem. But then again, you know, Clemson does have – uh, relatively easy schedule going through the rest of the season in the ACC, and you know when we get to the when we get to the playoffs, we'll see what happens. Because I'm sure they're going to go 12 and one. There's no way. There's no way that they lose to another team in the ACC.
1: They're too good. All right, number five, Cincinnati. Honestly, this was another where the cards were dealt kind of situation. I mean, it would have been Clemson, but we were very skeptical dropping them to five we thought that since Cincinnati at least had an impressive win uh they they started right where they ended uh, which is great for Cincinnati it's just a matter of at this point reason why we had them kind of low in the preseason uh was because there's their schedule you know and non-power five team can they do it I'm sure they can compete but we just have to see
0: yeah, I completely agree with that. I think Cincinnati just had the better win, and maybe it was an easier opponent, you know. But they they won the game they were supposed to win. They they hit the spread and they did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So coming into the top four now, our top four the way we picked it, we picked it before the AP poll came out, and it was exactly the same as the AP poll. So just gonna our top r-
1: ten was honestly almost on point.
0: Almost number four, Oklahoma. Number three, Ohio State. Number two, Georgia. Number one, Alabama. We can go over this really quickly. Oklahoma they dropped from 2 to 4 because they almost lost a two lane. They do not have a defense. They did not show up and there's no way that they should be ranked above Georgia or Ohio State. Number 3 and number 2 in Georgia and Ohio State. This was a really really kind of tough one for us cuz you know, we could see both of them swapped. But for Oklahoma being at 4 was pretty pretty solid, but put Ohio State at 3 because yeah, they covered the spread, um, but they barely barely covered because they they did they barely covered the spread. But um, it was lost. against Minnesota. They struggled heavily against Minnesota. Should have lost. C.J. Stroud was really nervous coming into that game. It was in Minnesota, so you know that could maybe be a factor, but he was definitely nervous coming into that game. Awful first half. Awful first half, yeah. They, they were at 14-10 to 10 going into the first half, and then Ibrahim came out of the game with an Achilles injury in the third quarter. They didn't have him for the rest of the game, so there was definitely some things that were leaning in Ohio State's favor. In that game especially some of the refing calls not important as targeting calls absolutely <laughs> also Georgia they had to play the number three team that's why they're at, they're at two because they had to play the number three team and that defense was impressive and because we know that they have a lot of people out on the offense and of course number one Alabama destroyed Miami a lot of people said that they looked like they played the national championship and then played this game a week later they've they rebuilt really well and like we said Coach Saban is a great coach. He's great at rebuilding, and he's really, really, really good at what he does. Mm-hmm. And speaking of all of these amazing matchups that we had last week, it's almost like nobody played warm-up games until week two. Because a lot of these games, yeah, <laughs> all, uh, pretty much all of these games are all unranked team versus ranked teams, except for one of them, which we we're also excited about. So on Friday, we have unranked Kansas at 17,
1: Coastal Carolina, who you got. Unranked Kansas versus number seventeen Coastal Carolina. I got Coastal Carolina all day, every day. Coastal Boys We're
0: in there. Yeah, I'm definitely going coastal, that's for sure. Uh they're gonna win this game. I do not see Kansas winning this game at all. If they did, that would be freaking crazy and Coastal Carolina would drop in our rankings and probably in the AP poll. But I do not see that happening. So go how about them Coastal Boys and they're gonna win. So Yep. Moving on to Saturday, it's our only ranked Friday game. Saturday, this is a big matchup. This is a really, really big matchup that we're excited for. At a very weird time. Number 12, Oregon, and number 3, Ohio State University, at 12 p.m. This should be a primetime game, and it's not.
1: Yeah, and Ohio State having the spread of uh, two touchdowns and a half. Um I'm honestly, although I love the Oregon Ducks, I, I'm i I'm going Ohio State here. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than what they're predicting, but I think Ohio State wins this just barely.
0: And I'm going to go opposite of you, and I'm going to say Oregon wins this game. If there's anybody on Ohio State's schedule that can win this, it's 100% Oregon. I think that their defense has definitely maybe not been as good as we thought they were going to be, uh, I guess, especially with their win against Fresno state by only by a touchdown, but we'll see because Ohio state's offense did not play that great until the second half. So we may see, we may see, we may see a, uh, an upset here. I hope we do. I hope Ohio state loses. The state. I'm just <laughs> going to say, do, but, but I'm going to go Oregon. I think that they have the offense to do it. And I think they honestly have a better defense than Ohio state. So we'll see what's going to happen. All right.
1: Number 15, Texas at Arkansas at 7. PM. Uh, The prediction on this game is actually not even a a touchdown. It is two and a half field goals uh, in Texas's favor. I think Texas blows out Arkansas. I'm sorry, Arkansas fans, but y'all can improve all you want, but this Texas team is coming for some heads. It's something special for
0: sure, but I'm going to disagree with you just a little bit. I don't think it's going to be that close. I think it's probably gonna well, I don't think it's gonna be a blowout and I don't think it's gonna be by a field goal. I think it's actually going to be a pretty good game. This is being played in Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas you know is, a t- is an SEC team though we know SEC teams sometimes can come out of nowhere and just win because right now and you know we talk about conference SEC is the best conference in college football right now. That's just facts. We have the best teams. We're probably in the running with the big 10, but as of right now, that's where we're at. So I'm still gonna go Texas to win this. But I'm going to go Texas to win this by a touchdown and a half. Okay. That's where I'm going. But moving on, this is actually going to be a pretty good matchup that we're both excited Uh, for. I'm excited for this This is unranked App State at number 22 Miami at 7
1: p.m. I'm excited to see Miami lose this game. Miami's predicted to win this game by eight and a half points. Uh, No. But... (laughs) But I, no. I I see Appalachian State actually winning this. Miami's defense did not come through at all in that Alabama game. I don't care if it's Alabama or whoever. That, that defense did not show up. Uh, their offense showed a lot of flaws, and I think Appalachian State's stellar defense will be able to pick those up and kind of make them shine a little bit more. And then Appalachian's offense, who struggled a little bit against ECU, uh will have their things on point a little bit more.
0: I am right there with you. I think Appalachian State is going to win this game. Now, in the first half against ECU, they struggled a little bit, but once they found their rhythm, they were able to get in there. And again, it is ECU. I mean, you like University of South Carolina is playing ECU this weekend. Yeah. We'll see what's going to happen there. But like I'm still going to go App State to win this. But it's going to be a close one. Yeah. I don't yeah. think Miami is a 74% favorite over App State. I would probably say more like a if, if they if they were going to win, it would be like a 65-point favorite. I see App State winning this and taking this one, though. And on to our next-to-last matchup. SEC matchup, Missouri at Kentucky at 730. I'm just going to take this one for a second because a lot of people have been talking up Missouri and have been talking up Kentucky. This is probably one of the better matchups in college football this week. Both these teams are unranked, but they're both buying for a spot in the top 25. They're trying to prove themselves. A lot of people have been saying Kentucky's on the comeback with that defense. A lot of people have been saying Missouri's coming kind of on the comeback with pretty much all around the table, defense, offense, coaching, everything. But ultimately, it's going to come down to one team winning, and I'm putting in my pick for the Missouri Tigers.
1: No, I think it's Kentucky. That off- Their offense was absolutely stellar last week, although not against one of the best teams ever. Uh, But, I mean, 367 yards, four touchdowns, one interception from Lewis. Uh, You got 19 carries, 125 yards, a touchdown from Rodriguez. Like, this team is stacked. They're, They're ready. They're set to go. I mean, 554 total yards within their last game is incredible. That's not what I expected out of Kentucky, even though they weren't against a good opponent, and their defense was insane. Didn't even allow 100 yards.
0: And I agree with you on that, but I'm still going to take Missouri because all around, I think that they're just a better team. And we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, with these SEC matchups, anything can happen. Anything can go anybody's way. I mean, they're playing in Kentucky, so that's definitely going to be a home field advantage, which is going to help them a lot. Um, And I think the FPI is probably about right, 69% in UK's favor, but... When it comes down to it, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for Missouri. Yeah,
1: FPI doesn't mean anything on the show.
0: Yeah, and we've talked about that a lot last year. We talked about how the FPI is usually actually pretty wrong. <laughs> we disagree it's with that a lot because yeah. they had Ohio State winning against Indiana. Uh, it was like 95 to five, and yeah. Indiana only lost by a touchdown. So, yep. anyway, moving on. On port, we'll talk about that later. Our last matchup. This one's gonna be good. I think. I think this one's gonna be good. 21 Utah at BYU at
1: 10:15 My situation is Eastern BYU- Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. <laughs> My situation is BYU gave up 426 yards against Arizona in their last game and only beat Arizona 24 to 16. Uh, what happened? Like last season they were a pretty good team and now you know that's not they something you want yeah that's not something you want to see meanwhile utah uh their defense not the best but better than BYU and their offense is per, is again better than BYU so i got go to go utah here
0: yeah i'm going utah i don't see byu winning this i mean this is probably one of those cases where still the fpi is wrong cuz it says 60% in utah's favor but i'm probably going to go like 90 percent in utah's favor i don't think it's going to be that close if byu is giving up points again like that against that kind of team there's no way they're going to be utah and i mean if they do and come out and beat utah i mean cool <laughs> i mean but i mean yeah, yeah i this mean this is this is not a game that's important for getting into the top 25 i mean not for byu but for utah this is definitely an important game to stay in they need to win this game if they lose this game there they will fall out of the top 25
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Like this is, they've been on the last straw for a little while, and they're still on the last straw in this game. If they lose it, they're out.
0: Yeah, and they haven't really done anything since they played in the Pac-12 Championship in like nineteen or eighteen or nineteen, and they they definitely need this win. And we've got, I mean decently interesting slate in college football this week. I mean, you know, we've definitely made our picks and I'm super excited to watch these games and uh, yeah, but that is our show. Thank you so much for watching. And always remember, no matter what team you pull for, if you're on God's side, you're always on the winning team. And always remember, Romans 5.8 tells us that God showed his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, he sent his only son to die for us. Thank you so much for watching and always know that you can hit us up on our YouTube DM, message us on Facebook, or even leave a comment on this YouTube video. We will talk to you about Jesus and we will answer any questions you have because we love you and we're praying for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Joey. And I'm Mason. And this has been TBD Sportscast.
1: Bye-bye.
0: Later.